Welcome back to the Salty Dogs Podcast. Gosh, I haven't seen you in like a couple minutes. Literally five minutes. Just five? Maybe. Yeah, it's our doubleheader day. It is. I know this is episode 15, but we just recorded episode 14. Literally. So like, this is like in the future past (laughs) or something like that. Actually, don't even know how to explain that. I know because you're hearing now that we just recorded an episode that we already released, but hadn't been released yet. What, dude? Mind blown. Hashtag mind time blown. is linear. You know, tis Casey. Yes. Guess what makes this episode special? Uh, it's hurting my brain, dude. I don't okay, know. so let me just tell you then. <laughs> You should have given up long ago. Um, (laughs) You and I haven't been on a podcast alone since our very first episode in season one. Is that true? It's true, bro. Wow. Just you. Yeah. We've had guests for every episode since our first episode. Man, the Lord provides. He doth. Except for, except for this. (laughs) Except for this episode. (laughs) So I I hope our listeners are, uh, are happy to have simply uh, Jason and Casey on this episode. This is, Salty Dogs Podcast, Season 2, Episode 15. Yeah. And we're calling this one Humility, a prerequisite. It's a big word. Mm. A prerequisite for maturity. So mm. that means that in order to gain maturity, we must have humility first. And it's also a sign of maturity as well. How about that? It's yep. it, You could almost fall into a catch-22 with that. We well, need Absolutely. humility to be mature, but you need to be mature to have humility. Ooh. Well, with God, all things are possible. That they are. That they are. So we're going to dive in. This is, uh, it's time for our listener shout out from the Salty Dogs podcast. I, I, I haven't got to read one. You want to read one? Yeah, I'll do well, it. Hold on. Let me finish the intro. Oh, okay. So our listener shout out from our Salty Dogs podcast at gmail.com inbox. So go ahead and read it off. Here we go. Hi guys. My name is Kendra. I live in Fulton, Illinois, and I found your podcast on Spotify. I just wanted to take a moment and thank you for allowing the Spirit of God to move through you in such a way that lifts me up, motivates, and educates me every time. I'm young in my recovery from active addiction, and I am witnessing my life be transformed by the renewing of my mind through Jesus Christ. Thank you again for your unapologetic faith. Have a great day, your sister in Christ. How about that, man? man? You know what I like about that? Is that she signs off your sister in Christ? Like that's the fam bam right there. Yeah, never met you, Kendra, but you your sister, sister in Christ. Yeah, sistren and brethren. Sister and brethren. There's really more to that when we say it. We're not just saying it to be silly. Yeah, absolutely. Our sister and our brethren. And all as always, I hope the cheeks are getting rosy. Bless Kendra, you. may the Lord bless you with rosy cheeks. <laughs> may He doth. May he doeth that thing. That which he doth. That which he does. All right. Yep. As always, send us a shout out. We're so grateful when you guys hit us up on Facebook. And um, you can check out saltydogspodcast.com and go to our contact page and find out multiple ways that you can contact us. And we want to hear from you. And you know, it's just been a wild ride, bro. I mean, honestly, coming from the first episode to now, like you just said, you know, we've had multiple guests and it's always, it's, it's always good. And I mean, 
it always people i mean we really just i appreciate it from the bottom of my heart when people you know listen and because we didn't really expect it to ever be like this you know what i mean we just kind of tossed the idea around and we just started recording in an old room in the church and then now it's becoming this thing that's really uplifting to people and uh, inspiring to people and the lord's really uh, moving through it and it's just i mean i'm really grateful to be a part of it and you know it's great, man, and also, obviously there's nothing great about us. We just have experienced some transformation by the Lord in our lives and continuing to experience that, and by in no way, shape, or form have we figured it all out. No way. And actually, that's kind of what this, uh, this, whole, this, this whole podcast yeah. is about today. Yeah, so we're figuring out as we go, just like you guys are too. <laughs> you know, It's crazy, man. It's crazy how many people like write us and say that they're coming out of active addiction, man. Have you ever I've, thought about that? I've yeah, I've we've we've gotten a few of those. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. But I'm it's glad. a lot more. It's a lot. It's obviously a lot more prevalent than we even realize. It really is. And then, I mean, no doubt there are probably people who are struggling with things that then wouldn't consider themselves an addict or ever say, "Well, I was addicted to." Addiction comes in many forms, man. We just like to we That's just like true. to ostracize the people that do drugs. You know. <clears throat> well, there's there's addictions in the mind and. It's not as easy to uh, to identify because you're not passed out on the street corner with a bottle in your hand, right? You're passed out behind closed doors and nobody knows. It's crazy, sad, man. But it's it is. But the Lord, He's He, um, man, He's the more good than, news. Yeah, the good news. Is, yeah, and I've experienced it, and make even even more now, more than ever. You know, in my life, I've been experiencing freedom because you know, coming out of it. <clears throat> You know, I'm not, I'm nowhere near sober for half as long as I was high, you know what I mean? And so, but I'm really coming out of those old mind frames and those old ways. And, you know, I pray that for those people that are listening to, like that God would start, you know, shifting your mindset towards, to where it's like, and like, not like, oh, I'm, I'm going to try every day not to get high. It's just like, I, I hope and I pray that the Lord just kind of blesses you so much that it's just not a part of your life anymore. You know what I mean? You're just like, man, it's just, I just literally watched the Lord take my my path a different direction and right. it's just not a part of my life anymore, well it, you know? it's such a different mentality though when you you try so hard not to do something so you're you're focusing on not doing something rather than focusing on the good things right so it's mm. like i'm going to try and not be so negative versus i'm going to try and be positive yeah it's a completely different mentality so yeah. instead of focusing on how terrible you are you have been you can focus on how good the Lord is. I still remember, and I, I talk about this often, but I remember driving down the freeway one day and I was talking to the Lord and I was saying to him, you know, um, you know, God, I'm so sorry. And I've done this and I've done that. And I'm just feeling bad for myself, having a pity party in front of the Lord. And, and the Lord, I mean, it's like he reprimanded me. He says, you need to stop looking at all the things you've done or haven't done and start looking at what Christ has done. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, snap. Because he's, it, we talk about this, he's the substi- substitutionary sacrifice, right? He took our place and did what we couldn't do for ourselves, and he paid the price. So there's no price for us to pay. Yeah. There's nothing we have to prove. And you know, or, and I always loved something that you said one time, and I kept it very dear to my heart, which is like, there's no better version of you mm, that will be more loved by God than you are right now. And I was like, wow. Uh, I was like, I remember okay. that one. I gets down with that. I remember that one, yeah. I'm yeah. glad that stuck to you. It, it did. I didn't realize that you actually listened to it's me. It stuck to me. <laughs> it stuck to me like toilet paper to my shoe, bro. Just follows me everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me, sir. You have a little... Uh, oh, no. I, I need, just I, let him go. I, I need that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just 
just let them go. So yeah, humility is a prerequisite for maturity. So the point of all this, this podcast, this specific episode with Casey and I, we were just talking about how, you know, I feel like we, we try and spend so much time figuring things out. um, But then we also live in pride that we have it all figured out. Because we can look at maybe the thought processes and the theologies of other people, and we can dismantle it and pull it apart. Yeah. But then when we actually look at the the hidden intricacies of our life and our thought life and the way that we treat our wives and our kids and are yeah. those closest to us. Sometimes there's a there's a um, what's it called? Not a gap, but a disassociation. There's it's not lining up. Yeah. And you know, you know what's interesting about that? Like the word of God is a sword, right? It's it, the spirit of God. Right. It's a sword, you know, and uh, we spend time sword fighting each other. You know what I'm saying? You, <laughs> you know, like that's the pride thing, man. Like, oh, I can just totally dismantle that dude, you know? And like, yeah. How arrogant, man. But and so, I used, bro, like I used to be on that train, dude, you know? Yeah. I, I still get there sometimes and the Lord checks me. Like, I think that's how I know that I'm maturing, maybe in that form, is that I just don't get on my high horse without the Lord knocking me off. Yeah. But before, I would just ride around on my high horse. Just trotting in town. Right. (laughs) In a one-horse town, (laughs) you know? So, so maybe you can think of some instances, but here's kind of where I want to go with it, is that, the you know, humility is a prerequisite, but... The Lord will humble those who exalt themselves, and he'll exalt those who humble themselves. So regardless, with the Lord, you will be humbled. Right. Regardless if you humble yourself or he humbles you. Yeah. And I would say that I would much rather humble myself to be dealt with than him humble me to be dealt with. Well, now, you know what I mean? Because that's a swift hand. Yeah. And, you know, and bro, like I've been struggling with that pride and it was so blind too, you know, up until recently, I had a couple instances at the church that I was going to, to where I had just the way that I guess I had talked to somebody had rubbed them so wrong that it was just like, we had, it was like, it was completely biblical the way that we did it. You know what I mean? We handled it within the church and the pastor was there and we all, and I've never experienced that before. It wasn't a reprimand. It was a, it was a take, take your, if you, if you go to your brother, you know what I mean? And he doesn't listen to you, take it to somebody else that that can be there, not so that they can bash you, but so that there's another, there's another, oftentimes like when we have problems with each other, you know what I mean? We only hear what, because we want to be right. You know what I mean? We're arguing to be right. And so with another set of ears to be there, it can decipher between, you know, between these, those kind of, those kind of mind frames. And so it was really, it was a cool experience, but it was also a humbling experience for me because I'd never been a part of that. that and you know, in that, that recent event, honestly, uh, when, when I offended that brother and he offended me, it was just like this reciprocating thing until we squashed it, you know, but that has been one of those things recently, like within the past couple of weeks that like really changed some things in my life. And, uh, man, humility is a, humility is an amazing thing. And it's a good thing to have in your life. So I was just, I just wanted to give maybe a brief definition because exactly what is humility? You know, in in Matthew 5, it talks about blessed are the poor in spirit, right? So being poor in spirit, I think that also means humility. And humility just means being able to admit that you don't have it all figured out. And that you don't know it all, right? And I think some people t- get the get the get to thinking that humility is like meekness. You know what I mean? Like that's like that's a that's humility, like being meek. But actually, humility is an empowering thing because it takes it takes you know 
fortitude to be able to admit that you're wrong. You know what I mean? It right. takes fortitude. And so it's not a meekness. It's an empowering thing because we see, we see it's empowering because those who are humble, the Lord exalts. So that's an empowering thing. So it's not a position of meekness and lowliness and as a, as a, like a characteristic, but rather a mind frame and a, and a mentality that you, that you adopt within the mind of Christ. Right. Yeah. And, and so here in, um, first Peter, um, five, five through six, I won't read it all, but just there at the end of five, it says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. And, you know, it's interesting to think about that the Lord will oppose the proud so that a prereq, also a prerequisite for God's grace is humility. He exalts you with grace. Yeah, but there's no grace to be had if there's no humility. Right. And so if you think about, let's just say maybe people who maybe just don't believe in God, but who are adamantly opposed to God because they think they have it all figured out. Right. Well, then it's all pride. And so then there's opposition there. Yeah. But then when someone can say, you know what, actually, I maybe I don't know it all. And, and then they actually then go to the Lord and say, hey, if you're real, show me. Well, because they've come off their pedestal. They've come off the, what they thought was a foundation of knowledge and understanding and enlightenment, right? Um, the Lord was able to intervene and move in their lives. I remember having a <clears throat> having a conversation with a uh, a lady one time who was part of our church, and uh, and I was going to sit down with her and and talk to her about some some issues that were going on. I mean, honestly, it was just it, I don't want to say it was just drama, but it felt like drama at, at the time. But there were really some deep heart issues going on. And I remember praying before I went into that meeting. And I said, Lord, what do you want me to do with this situation? And he gave me that scripture. He says, I'll show grace where there's humility. Hmm. And I was like, all right, Lord, I'm going to look for humility. So I went in the understanding that this is how God moves. And so if he gives grace to humility, well, then I should give grace and humility. And so I went and I sat down at this uh, this table with this woman, and um, she had some issues. You just talked about this. she had this some issues with some other people in the church, and uh, and I remember going to Matthew eighteen and saying, "Hey, look, you have to give these people a chance to like to talk it out, to work it out. Like there needs to be forgiveness." Well, I'm not going to forgive them. I'm not going to go to them. And so immediately I saw pride. She wasn't going to humble herself and go have a conversation with these people. And so I, I said, look, and I wrote it down on a piece of paper, Matthew 18, whatever it was. And I slid it over the table and I said, you need to do this. And then she crumpled the paper up and said, I'm not doing that. I said, we're done here. And I walked off. Hmm. I mean, I left. I, it, what else that, can you that say? That was it. Honestly. What do you do? There is, what do you do? I mean, what else can you do? Right? What, can the Lord work with a proud heart? You know what I mean? No. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. I mean, is there grace for that? So, so the reason I, I I'm bringing all that up is just because I think you and I have learned some really, um, some really tough lessons in our life by having to, to die to self. You know, earlier I was like, "How's it been going, Casey?" You're like, "Man, it's just dying to self." And and we were joking. It was we were like, "Isn't life but death?" <laughs> you what know? is life? But what is life? But Death. Death. <laughs> but seriously, like Jesus said, if anyone's going to come follow me, they have to take up their cross daily, die to self, and follow me. Right? And so we have to humble ourselves 
before the Lord. We have to humble ourselves before others. And, you know, I think people are afraid of humility. One, nobody likes to be wrong. Right. And there are times where, and, and here's the thing, like what I've learned in my life, Kim, Kim knows me, my wife knows me better than, you know, anybody else except for the Lord. And so she knows me and she sees me and she hears the way that I act with people, the way I, I speak towards people. And so she'll call me out and say, you were harsh or you were very discouraging or whatever it may be. I don't want to hear that because I know in my heart, I wasn't trying to be harsh and I wasn't trying to be blunt or whatever it is. Like, I'm not trying to be discouraging to people. So I'm judging my heart like, well, that wasn't my intention. But my actions look that way. And so do I do I need to then humble myself and say, well, maybe I came across as harsh, even though I didn't feel like coming across as harsh. So then how do I move forward? And I remember asking Kim, like, so what do you suggest I do? If I'm coming across harsh and I'm sounding like a jerk and I'm being discouraging, what do I do? She says, ask the Holy Spirit to give you power to bear the fruit of kindness and gentleness and patience and love. Right. Right. So if I'm not approaching somebody in kindness, I need to humble myself and say, I need kindness, not I've got this kindness thing figured out. Right. You know what I mean? And so I just think there are a lot of uh, areas in my life where I've, I've had to learn the hard lessons by humbling myself or the Lord humbling me and me being okay with being wrong. Right. Me, me, me giving up my right to be offended. So think about this. Think about Jesus on the way to the cross. How much opportunity did he have to be right and to be justified and to defend himself against all of the accusations that came against him? Because he was right. He was right. Christ was right. But he didn't didn't use that against the people that were wrong. Exactly. And it takes the mentality because he knew. You know what I mean? He knew. And they didn't know. So you what know. is, but what is love? Love says uh, in, you know, first Corinthians 13, it's this, the famous love chapter. And it says that love holds no record of wrongs. And so I've been thinking about that. If love holds no record of wrong, why do we hold record of being right? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a different dimension because to love. If it's, because if it's, if you're holding on to being right, that means somebody's wrong, which means you are, which means you're exactly you're holding a record. Of you're wrong. holding a record of wrong. So I, I had thought about that. And, and it's interesting because, you know, Jesus, he gave up his right to be offended. He gave up his right to be right. And he loved and he humbled himself enough to be, to, for people to hurl offenses at him and to, and to wrongly judge him. Right. And so he allowed that to happen because he knew that what was coming was greater. You know what I mean? And so we have to humble ourselves in situations and allow ourselves to be changed because the thing that's going to come from humility is greater. Is grace. Right. Grace. And exaltation. And exaltation. Christ, he, Christ did not. He was, he was humbled. Therefore, he, he was humble. Therefore, he was exalted. He was right. exalted to the heavens. And he is still exalted. Yes. And he's exalted forever. Dang. And he seats at the right hand of the Father. Based off of his, hum- his humility. Well, yeah. Crazy, wow. right? Wow. It's so interesting because he, there's another scripture where it talks about um, Christ being rich became poor so that those who are poor can become rich. But he didn't take being equal to God. What does it say? He, he did not consider some... He, he equality with God something to be grasped, grasped but rather he humbled, humbled himself. himself. Wow. Isn't that good? 
Golly. It's all, it always points back to Jesus, right? I mean, everything. Like, he's does. the he's the but here's the interesting thing and and I think this is worth talking about because it's one thing to look at what Jesus did and try and emulate it because you know it's good versus the spirit of God moving in you to do the things that Christ did to give you the mind of Christ, the to, heart of Christ. Right. The mentality of Christ. Yeah, it's so different. So it's like, well, I should have humility. Well, yes, you should, but the truth is you get to have humility by the Spirit in you when you allow the Spirit to humble you. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about this because I was I was thinking about this the other day. <clears throat> and um, if I can find my phone. I don't know where it is. It's probably dead anyway. <laughs> um, so there's a scripture that talks about the word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword, right? It has um, power to um, divide, divide, right? Even bone from marrow. But it says it judges. Here's what I want to go with this. It judges the thoughts and the attitude of our hearts. Um, and so what I find interesting about that is that I think humility is actually taking your thoughts and your attitudes to the Lord to be judged. Take thought, take captive every thought. Right. Take captive every thought, make it obedient to Christ. And so here's what humility does. Humility allows you to take what you're thinking and what you're feeling and your thoughts and your attitude. Have you ever had a bad attitude? Oh, yeah. Have you ever? <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I feel, dude, I, there's times where I can feel bad attitude emanating off of you. <laughs> I'm telling you in the past, hey, it was hey, just like, Hey man, it's, it's the truth. It's true. Yeah. But it's the same with me though. And I think people, cause I wear my feelings on my, on my face, like on my shoulder, right? My me, heart on my shoulder, whatever, me heart too. on my sleeve. That's the one. Me yeah. Too. Yeah. So people can tell when I'm off. Right. So I, I can't hide it very well, but I notice times where I'm, I'm in a bad mood. And so I have this attitude Right. And I'm having these thoughts and they're bad thoughts or they're angry thoughts or bitter thoughts or whatever they are. Pride justifies the feelings. Mm -hmm. Well, I should, I should feel this way because they, this, that, or the other, I'm right. They're wrong. Mm -hmm. Humility says, okay, Lord, here's what I'm feeling. And here's what I'm thinking. Should I be feeling and thinking this way? So then you take your thoughts and your attitudes and you say, Lord, judge them by your spirit. Judge them by your word. And then he'll say, you shouldn't be feeling like that. And here's why. And it's mm-hmm. typically the gospel. You know, while, while you were my enemy, I died for you. Die mm-hmm. for them, even though you may feel like they're your enemy right now. Like, oh, come on, God. And, he's, and he brings judgment, and he's righteous. He desires mercy over justice. So he's, he wants us to show mercy in the way that we receive mercy. Mercy over being right. Right. Justice. Yeah. Just love, and that's love. That's what love is. That's how the Father loves us. So in humility, we can bring our thoughts and our attitudes to the Lord. And so, like, man, practicality, and I've done this before. Um, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you're like, you're so bent on being right and you're like offended and there's something going on, it's like, write out how you're feeling right now. I feel like I'm pissed <laughs> right now. I'm thinking really bad thoughts about 
you know, this person. And then look at those thoughts and then ask the Lord, judge these thoughts. I mean, it's literally, you're taking them to him and saying, you tell me, and it says dividing um, flesh and spirit, right? Body and soul, or what do you say? Spirit and soul. Soul and, isn't that right? You'd have, what, what scripture is it? It's the Hebrew scripture. And it says that for the word of God is living and active, sharper than two, a double-edged sword. Dividing even bone and marrow, judging the thought and the attitudes of our heart. And then it talks about dividing soul and, and spirit. spirit. Right. There it is, soul yep. and spirit. Okay. So, what it does is it tells you whether or not you're functioning from your soul, flesh, your flesh, or you're functioning in the spirit. Hmm. So, the things that I'm enduring, I'm experiencing right now, is this you in me, God, or is this not you in me? Yeah. And he'll tell you that's not me or that's me. Yeah. And so then humility allows you to do that and then receive the verdict and come into alignment with the verdict. And then you act as if you, you act out that verdict. And then, right? and then, you know, wow, this is interesting. Uh, so then you become a living sacrifice because the priest had to separate. He used this, he used the dagger to separate the sacrifice bone and marrow. And then when you allow the Lord to do that in you, you become a living sacrifice. Wow pretty wild dang but there's typically action with that too so i have to tell you in one of these instances where uh cam was telling me that i was acting a certain way and i was like coming against her like no i'm not no i'm not well then i sat there and i said okay lord what do i do and he says go apologize and so i went to this person i just said hey look i'm i'm sorry i realized that i came off this way i was defending myself that i wasn't trying to be that way but then I realized that I was coming off that way. Why is saying and so? I had to ju- I had to separate my intentions from reality. Yeah. Why is saying sorry and asking for forgiveness such a huge thing? It's such a you know when you got need to go apologize to somebody. Why is it like instantly resistance to 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 that? It's an instant resistance to humility because it's the flesh that's rising up. The flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. Mm. The spirit in us wants to humble us, but our flesh. It it kicks. It hurts. Yeah. It, but you know, it. what, so it says that Jesus endured the cross, scorning its shame, but for the joy set before him, he endured it. And so we have to believe that there's a joy beyond the dying to self and that there's a joy beyond that humility that it takes to actually humble ourselves and say we're sorry and say we're wrong. And essentially, like, you know what I want to do, though? Like, being poor in spirit doesn't mean that you beat yourself up. Like, there are times where, so let's say Kim says you came off as as harsh, and let's say she said it, like, 10 times in a row from conversations that I've had with people. Well, at the end of the 10th time, I'm going to be pretty pissed off at myself. And I'm going to think that I suck at life. Well, I just freaking suck. I just can't get along with people. I can't, I don't know how to say things and not come across as a jerk. Like I ought to just give up. Well, that's, that's not what it is. You continue to humble yourself and you continue to say you're sorry. Right. And here's the interesting thing. If there are people in your life who love you and who love the Lord and they understand that Jesus says you forgive 70 70 times times seven. seven, Well, then you may need to be the person that's the recipient of the forgiving that many times. That's a recipient of grace. And just think about it though. It's like, it seems like you don't want to humble yourself continually around people who, who you're around all the time 
but it's sometimes easier for us to go to God because we know his grace doesn't run out, but we think maybe the grace of others will. Hmm. You know what I mean? Jeez. Yep. Jeez. <laughs> I want to read this one. It says, um, Proverbs 16, 25. So we we're talking about like being okay with not being right. Yeah. There's a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. There's some, t- <laughs> that's a funny response. <laughs> dang it. That's what it is. Right. It's like, dang it. So, I mean, it's interesting because again, I don't feel like I have it all figured out right now. Um, I can look in my past and I could see, like I look at 28, 29, 30-year-old Jason who moved to Wichita, Kansas to help start a church plant. And that guy thought he knew what he was doing. Yeah, he did. And that guy, <laughs> and seriously. I was there. I know you were. <laughs> and that guy was proud, man. Like he thought he had it all figured out. He thought like he could do no wrong. Like everybody else was wrong. He was right. And, you know, here I'm at 36 and I look back and I'm like, he had no idea what he was talking about. Well, you know, man, honestly, humility is also a mark of of leadership as well, you know, of good leadership, because poor leadership is prideful, you know what I mean? But man, I mean, and like sitting here and, and seeing the two, because like I said, I was there, you know what I mean? And seeing the two different people, you know what I mean, that that the Jasons that I knew and know and now know is like, it's, it's like night and day, you yeah. know? Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. So you can confirm some change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Praise yeah. the Lord. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting though, because scripture tells us straight up and there's a proverb, this is wisdom and mm-hmm. wisdom is saying, you may think that you're right, but here's the thing. Love holds no record of wrongs. Right? So it, it doesn't seek to be right. But if you th- think that you're right and you want to hold that over somebody, well, then you're wrong. Even if you're right. You right. see what I'm saying? So you may be justified. You might have the facts straight. It can be completely, totally true that you're right. But if you're trying to hold that over somebody if without you're, if you're love, burden, if you're burdening somebody with that, if then. you're burdening, burdening somebody with their wrongs, and lording your rights over them. Isn't, your, that, isn't that Pharisee? Yes, right. I'm right. You're wrong. Exactly. We're going to heap these rocks on your back. Pretty much. Dang. So that heart of humility, without the heart of humility, it, it, that's not love. So there's that, that different dimension. So wisdom tells us that we may think we're right, but in the end it leads to death. Mm. We can, at this, I mean, think about any area of your life. Now, granted, like there are things that I know that I know that I know that are scriptural that the Lord has said about us and me and like these things, like, and we're right in those areas. But there are things that we can be doing that we completely have wrong right now. You know what I mean? And so humility allows us to realize again that we don't know it all, no matter what stage of life we're in. And I mean, you could talk to a 90 year old guy and you know, they may have learned a lot and they might be filled with wisdom, but they're the kind of people that will say, you can learn anything from anyone and you'll learn something new every day. Hmm. And they're just, they're closer to their deathbed than you are. You know what I mean? It's just kind of crazy to think about. 
And so we have to keep that heart of humility as we continue to grow. And well, and that's, and the heart is deceptive above all things, you know, and uh, what is it? Who can know it? <laughs> you know, the Lord does, right? The Lord search, the Lord searches the heart. And so he doth, he, he doth that which he doeth. And, um, <clears throat> but, and just like you're saying, like presenting that to the Lord, Hey, look, man, like I need, and that's humility in itself. Like you said, like bringing the Lord search me and know me and show me if there's any wicked way in me you know, uh, allow an allowance, right. Of, of con like a, a release of control, a release of rights, a release unto the Lord to do what he wants to do in you and through you. And, uh, man, those are really deep lessons and really hard lessons too. And you need to be prepared <laughs> when you start saying, Lord, uh, you know what, like we're talking about, like, you bring it to him and like, Hey, uh, give me humility and because uh, those are really, really tough lessons. And I, whenever I had prayed for that, it took, I mean, how, I don't know how many years of just absolute. It's been a long process. It's been a long process. It's lifelong, bro. But I'll tell you what, man. Like, seeing where I was, you know what I mean? Asking for humility somewhat arrogantly. You know what I mean? And asking the Lord to break me and watching him do it and complaining the entire time. <laughs> it's what we do. That's what, you know, and then him happened to remind me, you asked for this. You asked for this. You asked for this, yeah. and I'm honoring what you asked me But he's for. gracious enough to take you through the process, too. Exactly, and he did. And looking back, and like looking where I'm at now, and this is just recent, man, where just things have just shed off of me and like run with endurance, right? So I'm shedding, throwing off these things that are hindering and the freedom in that, you know, but it took a long time to get here, but man, like it's given me a, a, a perspective and an insight, you know, and a, and a spiritual grit, you know, the humility, humility lessons, they give you like toughness in your spirit to be able to handle things, you know? Right. And I think that that's a mark of humility as well. I'm not saying I'm humble by any means, but yeah, uh, it's so worth it. So worth it. And I wouldn't take it back, you know? But so what is scripture? It reminds us also in Hebrews, it's like chapter 10. I really like Hebrews, by the way. Um, chapter 10, where it says, do you not remember the saying that uh, a father disciplines those he loves? And if you're not disciplined, well, then you're an illegitimate child. Right. The discipline, although it's basically paraphrasing, it sucks for the time being. It's painful for the time being. For those who are trained by it, produces a harvest of produces a harvest of righteousness. And so, what humility does is it trains us to understand that humility is the prerequisite for maturity. We have to hum humble ourselves if we want to mature. Right. So, if you look at yourself and you say, "Man, I suck in this area, and I suck in this area," well, then how do you humble yourself to bring about maturity in that place? Right. And where's it? and what does harvest mean? Harvest means it took time to grow something. You know, it's huge, huge, huge. Dude, that there's wisdom in that, man. Yeah. Right? The harvest comes from, yeah, it takes time. In season. In season. That's a big deal. It's a huge deal. And I mean, even those tiny little profound things, you know, just like that, like you got to hold on to it, right? You you endure, you endure through it, you know, um, and in James, you know, joyfully. <laughs> Right, I didn't have that, you know? but 
because you know at the end of this is is going to produce something in you that you otherwise wouldn't have had. Yeah. And so humility is a is a staple, and I think um, it takes somebody wanting to be mature, right? So to 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 ask for that, and he he will give it to you Dude. if you ask. But be prepared and prepare your heart and your mind. It's a, it, that's a discipline thing. That's an ascend, an ascending thing. You know, that's an access thing. Uh, it's a, it's a process thing, but if you're ready for it, you know, and, and you're missing something in your life and you want to go on a wild ride, pray for humility. <laughs> right. You know, you know, we talked about like, in you know, in our head or in our heart, we think that um, we're doing the right thing, but in the end it leads to death. You know, I remember there was a point in time where, I felt like um, that all I needed to do, now hear me on this, all I needed to do was study scripture and come to understanding of doctrine. Like I was just hell, hell bent. <laughs> I was heaven bent on studying scripture and figuring out theology and doctrine. And um, what I realized is that head knowledge and being able to, even being able to understand how to exegete a scripture properly doesn't produce maturity in the way that humility does because I can know what the Bible has to say about how I should treat my wife. But if I haven't been humbled, I'm not going to treat my wife the way she deserves to be treated. Right. Or you haven't had an experience to where you figured out the real way to treat your wife. Cause it's, you know, it says to treat your wife, right. But what does that look like? Well, yeah, to die for her. <laughs> yeah. To die. die again at all. What is life? But death, but death, <laughs> It's wild, dude. It's tough, but yeah. So head, I think head knowledge doesn't equal it's, maturity. It's, it's a form of pride as well. Oh yeah, it's it's experience, man. It's going through it and saying I have been trained by discipline, right? And not only have I been trained by it, but I am continuing to be trained by it. And so here's the thing, man. Like at the in the very end of all of this, um, Paul Paul tells people he he, he writes and he says, "For I'm convinced." that God will bring into completion the good work that he started in you, right? He'll bring that to completion on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there's a good work that's happening in us. What is that good work? It's being conformed into the image of Christ. How do we attain or how do we partner with that into being conformed? And how do we partner with sanctification in our lives to be made holy? Humility. Through humility and through death, through dying to self, Self is prideful. Think about Satan. He tried to exalt himself in heaven above God. And what happened to him? He got opposed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he got opposed. He got cast out from the presence of the Lord. Right. And you know, let that be. And I mean, even that to me, like even hearing that, and it's, it's always funny how like you always look at the Bible but sometimes in the in the right season, man, a certain scripture will stick out. You're like, man, why have I never realized that before? Because I've read this scripture 14 million times, it and it's never produced something in me. But it's like, the Lord, yeah. But like when he's saying, like he he resists the proud. So now I look back in my life, or you know, even just recently, and like see where I had been had been met with resistance, played it as the enemy. Oh, it's the enemy resisting me, right? Because because I'm doing the right thing and I'm trying to press forward with my faith. And so it's the enemy resisting me. Now I have to look back at that Yikes. and say, okay, well, maybe that was an area in my life where I was being arrogant and prideful. And therefore that was the Lord resisting me and not the enemy. Yikes. 
It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Oh no. Goodness gracious. What have we done? I don't know, man. <laughs> we, but seriously, but, look you, in your life, you know, where look and if you're experiencing resistance in your life, and I'm not saying that that every time you feel resistance that that's from the Lord, but then again, here's it here it is. Offer the offer these areas up to your, to the Lord. Hey, look, I'm feeling resistance in this area. Is this me? Or is this you? Or you know, and he'll divide it for you, you right? Know? But like, look at the. So you want you want practical for like advice for okay. Well, how do I become more humble? Look at areas in your life where you're where you're meeting resistance, or or just if you're meeting resistance in conflict. general, call it conflict. conflict. Yeah, conflict in general, and see and really meditate. And I'm and I mean meditate because I'm telling you meditate meditation like in prayer, like not saying anything, but just listening and waiting for for revelation, realize it, whatever you want to call it, but waiting on the Lord, right? Waiting for him to say something. And if you have an area in your life where you're, where you're feeling conflict, meditate on that and truly let go of whether of, of your try to let go of yourself in that situation and see and try to take a, a, a an approach to where you can step back and look at it from a different perspective, the Christ perspective, the Christ mind in you, living in you, access that, okay? And see, is this an area where I'm being prideful, okay? And if he says yes, well, let's let's Let begin, handle let's begin the journey. You yeah. Know? You know, it's, it's interesting because I, I'm thinking about what you just said. So, looking at different areas of conflict in your life. So, whether it be with your wife, your spouse, or your kids, or your boss, Whoever it may be, where conflict exists, pride it, is there. And it, again, what it, does it say though? It says it says where there's strife and enmities. Are you not carnal? Are you not being fleshly? Are you not huge. living in your flesh right. in pride? Yep. Okay, that's where conflict within where the body conflict and lives. conflict comes from. It's comes right from there pride. in the scripture. And again, it's you may be right. Like let's just let's just talk about maybe your kids. Maybe your kids are rebellious. Um. God knows we've all been rebellious children of the Lord. But how did he meet us? Open arms. Open arms and love, no matter what, with great patience. Paul says, he displayed immense grace to me. It's unlimited, unlimited grace. Now, the Lord did send prophets to tell his people, you need to turn. right? Or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. There's going to be consequences. But he was always saying, turn back to me and I'm going to bless you. But then he said, even if you don't, <laughs> I'm going to bless you, mm. right? I mean, that's the covenant of, of grace. It's not that we do our part and then he does his. He said, this is what I will do, period. Mm. And that's love. That's what love does. Love does what it says it's going to do um, <laughs> in love every time. And so, let's just say that maybe your kids are doing something and they are wrong. And let's say you are right. Well, are you only trying to pursue behavior modification because of your rightness? And are you getting upset, you know, because you're not being recognized as right? Well, then is there pride there? And if pride exists there, you got to hit that thing with the gospel right mm. in the face yeah, and let the Lord sort that out because you can be, you can be right and have the wrong heart about being right. Absolutely. Or not, or not be, uh, invested enough to okay? Am I being? Am I just slapping my kid, or or just like laying down a hard word on somebody? That's a true word. That's a right word. But then guiding them the reason why. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and like and being hum, hum, uh, approaching 
that in humility as well. Not because you're right, but because, Hey, look, like let's let, let me, let me square some things away with you. Like why, why this is and why this isn't, you know, yeah. but well, not it's, from, it, it's one thing to sit down with somebody and say, Hey, look, you know, I'm, I'm right and you're wrong and you need to come in line and to sit down with somebody and say, look, I love you so much. And this has become a point of contention and my, I don't want to hold anything in my heart against you. Yeah. I don't want you to hold anything in your heart against me. I don't want you to fall in the performance trap. I don't want you to put you in the performance trap. That's a completely different conversation. I mean, it's not, it's night and day. Yeah. One is spirit, gentleness, kindness, love, patience, and one is not. Right. And it's just so important, man. And so, yeah, it just. Well, and I've been experiencing that in my life, like even with the conversation we had coming here, like, and being like the crew leader and the, the foreman at my job, like, but my leadership should not be marked by my title, right? Okay. I am this. So respect that. And what I say goes because of that, but rather I should be investing and pouring into my employees that work under me and showing grace and kindness and not just flying off the handle and saying it. And then I've also realized it in my marriage too, you know, and, and to be honest and frank and open, uh, I'd reached a really trip, like turbulent time in my marriage between my wife and I, and it almost ended really badly. And, uh, that to me, uh, I realized that my pride, right, and my inability to serve my wife because of my pride was destroying my marriage. It was me. It wasn't her, right? Right. It was my pride. It was that was on me. The my leadership, you know, and 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 not serving my wife. But I found this man. Once I started serving her mm. and dying to mm. myself, mm -hmm. right. Uh, I, I noticed that my entire marriage has taken a huge turn and it's, it's better now. It's better now than it ever has been because of, you know, and I need more. I, I'm not saying I've yeah. reached any point to where right. I can say, oh, I can coast now because it's not like that. It's a continual dying to self. But I did realize, man, that like once I started serving and sacrificially, <clears throat> you know, you're a man because you know, you work hard and all day, man, that, that doesn't make you a man. Show me, uh, why don't you prove your manhood by when, even though you're tired coming home from work, cause you've been, you know, going ham all day. Like, why don't you show Swinging me what kind trees. of man you are by coming to your home, coming home and doing the dishes and serving your wife, even though you feel tired and you don't feel like it because you feel like sitting down on the couch, watching Netflix, cracking open a cold one and doing whatever you want because you deserved that right. because right. you're the man right. and you well, worked really hard. Well, I worked all day and she stayed home and she's just a stay at home mom. Yeah, and she no should kidding. be able to handle all yeah. kids and all this stuff why, and I, yeah, right? why don't you show me your manhood by serving your wife bro even no matter how tired humble you yourself are. i'm sure jesus was pretty tired when he died on the cross for your sins so you right. know right oh, i didn't mean to be the harsh. son of that man sounded harsh did it the son of man did not come to be served but to serve but to serve and that's the sign of humility is service as and well that's, and that's when you look like christ and it's him in you that works in you to be like him dang it it's crazy man it's wild. I wrote something down. Let me see if I can remind myself of what I said. <laughs> it's it's the kindness of God that leads men to repentance. And so let's say you're right and someone's wrong and you want to be right just for the sake of being right. 
and you're being a jerk about it, that's not kindness. How do you think that's going to make any kind of difference on anybody? It's, it's going to make right? it worse, actually. Right. And so I'm, I'm, look, I've, I've done this. I've complained about my wife at some point. I'm sure you've complained about your wife, no. right? Yeah. And so what do I think that complaining is going to lead them? Right. Do I think that's going to affect any kind of change in anybody's lives? Especially then if Kim knows that I'm like complaining about her to somebody. And I mean, that, that tears them down. Yeah. And then when you complain to them about them, it tears them down. That's right. not kindness. That's not going to lead to anything. Right. That's only going to, it's going to give birth after its own kind. Hmm. Right. If we function in the soul, we function from our flesh, we're going to give birth to flesh. Yeah. But if we function by the spirit, we're going to give birth to spirit. A mindset on the flesh is death. A mindset on the spirit is life and peace. No flesh can inherit the kingdom. You know what I mean? So if you're, if there's a fleshly thing in your life, there's no kingdom in it. I guarantee you that. Mm. Gotta mm. kill that. Gotta kill it. Gotta and you know what? Like, and another thing, man, like, as far as flesh is concerned, like we think all the time for some reason that we need to redeem the flesh. The flesh has no other destiny. There is no other remedy. It is not, it has been predestined for only one thing and that's death. Like there is no redeeming flesh. It has to be put to death. There is no other way, you know, man, it's true. It's heavy stuff, man, but there's so much joy like, I, I mean, I'm preaching to myself. I know you're preaching to you. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. I just, I mean, it's one of those things, like, I feel like we've come back to, to kind of how um, some of our first couple of episodes where it's like, we're just at the end, we're just left, like, knowing that we need to go get in the presence of I the know, Lord. like, the spirit falls, and then we're yeah. just, like, prophesying to each other <laughs> and to myself. <laughs> and just, and yeah. then, but somebody's going to get blessed by it because, you know, the Lord is going to bless somebody with it, mm -hmm. which is cool because this conversation, I'm just talking to you, man. We're, I'm not even, right. I don't even have these people on my mind. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's just happening. Yeah. And I, now I know, now I, ha I can walk away with a couple things and be like, man, okay, these are some practical things yeah, I can I gotta, look at in my I got to humble the crap out of myself is I mean, what I'm com coming day. away with this. Yeah. Just, dude, so much humility to be had and so many, so much repentance. But, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling bad for myself. I don't feel judged. I'm not I don't feeling, feel, I'm not judging right. myself. You know, I'm, I'm not like, feeling bad about myself right. by any means. I'm, it's just, it's the grace of the Lord, man. When the grace of the Lord, when, when the Lord shows you pride in your life, that's an act of grace because those who are proud cannot see their pride. Right. They're blind to it. But the Lord giving you eyes to see yourself in a way that you couldn't see yourself before, that's miraculous. Yeah. And that's the work of the Spirit in us. And man, it's just kind of like, thank you, Lord, for opening my eyes to all of these areas of my life. And then humility is seeing that and then saying, yeah, your will be done. And right. I mean, how good are you, Lord? You know what I mean? For taking that time like to even to even show us you know and and how invested he is in our lives and in everybody's life you know right he wants none to perish you know and a constant pursuit but like there's so much knowledge to be had that's outside of our our realm of 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 understanding like it has to be him that's able to to do that for us you know well yeah it's i mean humility is saying yeah there's there's so much more so much more to I learn. No, I know nothing. So much more change. I know nothing but Christ, man. Like, right. Honestly, when you come to that point, I think you yeah. know, you're you're starting to you're starting to understand some things. I don't know anything, man. I'm so right. sick of knowing stuff, dude. I wish I could unknow some things, man. You know, right? Honestly, and just <laughs> and know just that. All right, Christ, man. That's it. You know, yeah. and and let that be. Yep. The life giving. I, 
mindset inside of you, man. So I think what I think what pride does is it causes us to live independently of God. Absolutely. And humility causes us to be dependent, dependent upon the spirit yeah. in us. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, we're independence. Like we want to go function on our own, think we know it all. We don't need it. We don't need anybody to teach us or tell us or show us like we've got it. I got this. No, I don't need your help. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then we do that to God too. Oh yeah. Ugh. Well, we don't come out and say, God, I don't need you, but our actions and our thoughts are basically yeah, fruits, that. fruits, fruit is so much more than anything could, anybody could say. Your actions speak volumes. Right. So let our actions be, you know, driven by love and kindness and. Right. So what, so what do we tell our listeners? I mean, I know we kind of already touched on. We a few already told things, them, but we, we, no, we told them. <laughs> the Lord told them. Go be humble. Yeah. Be humbled. Or be humbled. <laughs> I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's our new. That's our next Salty Dogs podcast T-shirt. I don't know, man. Like I can just feel. I can just feel right now, and like an unburdening on myself. And I, right. and I trust that. And I trust that uh, that there's going to be some people that are unburdened and just like keep throwing that stuff off and shedding those, the, you know, all those things on you. And like, dude, pride makes you miserable, though. It does. Have you ever thought of that? I just thought of that. When you're prideful, man, you're miserable because everybody else around you is wrong and everybody around you is an idiot. And yeah. You're trying to make everybody fit your bill and modify their behavior. So when they're not doing what you want them to do or acting the way you want them to act, you're always fed up with them and annoyed. Yeah. And you're cynical. That's a miserable life, man. Yeah, and everybody's wrong that keeps you from really connecting with people. Yeah, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like that either. Gosh. Let's not be like that. Yeah, we won't. <laughs> It's the 90 day don't be like that challenge. <laughs> uh, we'll get so our we'll do two t-shirts. One will be humble humble yourself or be humbled. And then the other one will say Wait, what did be, I just say? Be humble or be humbled. Be humble or be humbled. I don't remember what I just said. That's totally fine. Nah. I think that's the first time it ever happened on the podcast. <laughs> what? You don't remember what you said? Nope. Oh. I don't remember what the second t-shirt was going to be. Oh. Well, it probably didn't need to be there. Then. I know. I'll go back and listen and we'll figure it out. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, the other shirt's going to be don't be like that. <laughs> the don't be like that 90 day challenge. There it is. It's a good stuff, man. I got to go get some time with the Lord. Yeah, me too. I don't know about you, but I got to go humble myself and get into the presence. Under the mighty hand of God. Yeah, that's right. Humble will, yourself. He will exalt you in due time. That's right. Let's read it again one more time. James chapter four. Uh, no, wait. First Peter chapter five. This is verse six. Therefore, humble, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. That's good stuff. Humility is a prerequisite for exaltation. How about that? Mm. And a prerequisite for maturity. If you want to grow up, grow down. <laughs> Maybe that didn't work as good as I thought. No. It was. That's fun stuff. All right. Are we good? I think, think we so. said it all. Did I, we say it all? I feel I feel pretty pretty comfortable with where we're at ending it like that, man. It's not all about feelings, but okay. We can go with Oh that. yeah, I forgot. <laughs> thanks for thanks for correcting yeah, you're me. Uh-huh. <laughs> just humble yourself and receive the correction. Yes, sir. You're wrong and I'm right. Right. See? He just did it on the podcast. Wow. Practical application right there for you folks. <laughs> That's how we roll. As always, thank you all for listening don't to the Salty Dogs Podcast. Guy. Don't be that guy. Hashtag don't be that guy. Hashtag check your heart. 
Hashtag humble or be humbled and all that fun stuff. Salty yeah, Bucks and podcast. Also, and also, I want to say one more thing. Uh, if you guys uh, really, if you enjoyed the subject of humility, there was a book that really uh, helped spark. Oh, this will be good. Go for it. It's called uh, Humility uh, by. Uh, Andrew Murray and made all, it easy to remember. Yeah, humility by Andrew Murray, and then absolute surrender. I think it's called. It's, I think it is called humility. But there's another one called absolute surrender. I think by Andrew Murray. Really, really good stuff. It's, uh, two books by the same author. Correct. Absolute what? Absolute surrender. surrender. And we'll find those and on humility Amazon, and we will. Uh, I'm telling you, those are really good books, and I read I read them when I was in Teen Challenge, and they really. I I, I actually need to go get those books now yeah. because I I remember what like what a blessing it was to read those nice. books. These are really good stuff. So great, and they're really they're not they're not long either, mm-hmm. so they're they're not like a big thick textbook. They're I got I got this this like it, it was both of those in the same on the same book and it was still pretty oh, okay. it was still a pretty thin book yeah so. that's cool so we'll drop that link in the show notes along with some other links to our website and place where you can contact us and some information you can follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and all that fun stuff and then also don't forget our patreon link patreon.com slash salty dogs podcast where you can possibly support the podcast and also if you do um a certain tier of Supporting the podcast will add you to a private Facebook group. And so I really want to see that thing get going. I want to yeah. get some people in on some conversations and stuff like that. So yeah, that'd be cool. It'll be fun. Sweet. Awesome. Good stuff, Casey. Yeah. Catch you next time, brother. See you there.